Welcome back to the Food for Thought podcast. I'm your host, Erin Hallstrom. Today marks the seventh and final episode of our Influential Women in Food series. You can catch up with each of our Influential Women in Food on the Food Processing website and in your favorite podcast streaming app. Today, we're turning our attention to Alexis Bertrand, Quality Assurance Supervisor at Reed Dairy Company, a great listener, a teacher, and a champion of women she works with. All are phrases that could be used to describe Alexis. A forensic science student in college, Alexis went on after graduation to become a microbiology technician at Reed Dairy. As her career evolved, so too did her inclination to uplift the women around her. Not only has she been a key figure in bringing more women onto the production floor, but she's also teaching a whole new generation of women at her local college, on why they should consider a career in bioscience. But science isn't the only thing she's teaching the future workforce. She's also helping them grow their confidence and find their voice. And it's that voice that also helped Alexis speak up to ensure the women in her department were being compensated properly. We talk about that and a whole lot more in this episode of the podcast. Enjoy the episode! Alexis, welcome to the special Influential Women in Food episode of the Food for Thought podcast. Let's kick things off right away by getting to know a little bit more about you. How are you serving the food and beverage industry right now? Um, awesome. Thanks for having me, Erin, first of all. Uh, currently, I'm the Food Safety and Quality Assurance Supervisor for the Reed Dairy Company in Belleville, Ontario, Canada. Um, So we're actually the largest privately owned dairy in the province and supply over 2% of the country's milk supply. So for being a pretty small dairy and a small company, um, we actually produce a lot of um, the product that you'll see um, around Canada. So uh, we're pretty proud of that. We also produce a ton of ice cream. So my job's always really fun. I always have a lot of good sweets to eat in a day. (laughs) Um, We do a variety of flavors. We also do juices, buttermilk, non-dairy frozen desserts, all that fun stuff. Um, We also help create specialty mixes for some external companies or entrepreneurs wanting to get into the food industry. And so we uh, have a lot of work that we do with um, a university in Ontario where we'll come up with formulations and help these new business owners kind of get their feet on the ground and get some new products out on the market. Um, And one thing we really focus on and that I really enjoy as part of this job is um, having a product that's as close to nature as possible. So that's kind of our goal, and I love to be able to be a part of that. So we really try and source out raw, real ingredients and try to secure a really clean label um, and clean ingredients for the consumer. So, um, you know, health is a big deal, and we really want to make sure that our consumers are eating things that are healthy for them and um, that you aren't putting, you know, that bad stuff in your body. Um, All of our milk and cream also is supplied locally, and Reed's Dairy is really involved with the community and the local farmers, and we give back um, a lot to our community. So I also love being a part of a company that um, contributes back to the people like that. So um, that's currently what I'm doing in the food and beverage industry. It sounds like you have a delicious job. <laughs> can you walk me through yes. how you arrived at? Yeah, can you walk me through how you arrived at this role? Yeah. So I first started in the industry just as a microbiology technician actually at Reed's Dairy. So it was my first introduction into this type of career. 
Um, I was responsible for testing, you know, raw materials in process and finished products, um, total coliforms, aerobic count, yeast and molds. Also did a lot of pathogen testing um, for Listeria and Salmonella, a lot of environmental monitoring, so doing some water quality testing, air quality, compressed air systems. Um, so really got my hands into a lot of different things and a lot of exposure um, in that role. Um, after that, I left for a little bit. I wanted to kind of experience another company and another part of the industry and just see what that was like. So I had the opportunity to go work for Lactalis. Um, so actually, um, Black Diamond Cheese. So it was a little bit different for me. It's still in the dairy industry, but going from fluid products to cheese was quite a change. Um, so there, I was their um, sole and head microbiologist. So I did pretty similar things to my role as the microbiology technician at Reeds, um, except in this instance, it was in a corporate environment as opposed to a smaller family-owned business. So it gave me a little bit of a different feel. And Lactalis at that point was certified under GFSI, so the Global Food Safety Initiative. Um, they were certified under FSSC 22000, so um, those third-party standards kind of force you to hold a um, higher standard at your facility, so higher standards for sanitation, for food safety, for quality. So I got a lot of exposure into that um, realm of the food safety and beverage industry. Um, so when the opportunity came up, I was there for about six months, and I had heard that Reed's Dairy was trying to go for their GFSI certification, specifically BRC. And so I reached out to Reed's because I always did love the company and um, got the opportunity to come back in a food safety role. So I acted as a food safety technologist and um, helped create and implement the programs and procedures and um, standards to get us our BRC certification. So we first achieved that in um, the beginning of 2020 and we got a grade of A. And our two audits since then, we've actually gone up to a double A grade, and we've maintained that this year as well. So that was a great part, um, a great thing to be a part of. And luckily, not luckily, but last year, our quality assurance manager slash supervisor that was at the company for about 30 years did retire, and I was given the opportunity to be the acting supervisor. And that was March 2021, and a couple months after that in June, um, I was promoted to be the food safety and quality supervisor and have enjoyed that role since then. So it's been quite a ride. It definitely sounds like it. Well, first of all, congratulations. It's a bit delayed for, you know, to say congrats, but congrats. Um, that is <laughs> awesome. Um, we love to hear it. Love to hear it. Has your background always been in the food and beverage space? I mean, I know you kind of walked us through the role, but, I mean, have you already – always like wanted to be in food and beverage or was this a default of came out of college and this is the job you got and here we are yeah so that's pretty much what happened so my education before this wasn't really specific to the food and beverage industry or space um, but the core of my career obviously has been spent here um, I first started university in a specialized forensic science program actually and um, once we did kind of the inspection of cadavers, I figured out that wasn't for me. <laughs> so I really needed to change my um, thoughts of what I wanted to do. And um, so it's kind of just out in the open looking for programs. And I came across an uh, advanced biotechnology course. And so I took that. It was a three-year advanced program and graduated from that in 2016. And three days after my graduation, I started as the microtech at Reed. So it kind of just 
fell into my lap, and I never really knew, to be honest, that it was an option because I feel like there's not a lot of exposure, especially when you're in school, to this industry and all of the opportunities that it holds. Um, but I'm really glad that I found it and that it kind of fell into my lap, and I've been really enjoying it ever since and have really found a passion for it. So Yeah, it is interesting that unless you are parts of very specific universities, you don't hear yeah. that a career in food and beverage is an option. Um, I've heard that from several people over the course of a couple of years. I do want to talk about some of the ways that you have helped the female lab staff at Reed Dairy. I'm very curious and interested to know about that. Yeah, sure. So when I first started at Reed's, I was actually the only female um, on the floor of the facility, essentially. So we did have a couple of people in um, management in the office that were female, but um, out of all the production staff, sanitation, quality, you name it, I was the only one there. So it was quite a shock for me to come into an industry that, you know, I didn't really know anything about it coming in, but that was pretty male-oriented. Uh, when I came back from Black Diamond, I actually had met up with a coworker um, who they had hired when I had left. And so she was the second female at this point when I had come back, and the two of us were working together in the quality and food safety department. So I thought it was really great that, you know, I had an ally now um, with me in the industry and in our facility to kind of help uplift any women and try to get some more um, female staff in to help build them up in this industry as well, because I do feel like there is a bit of a it's, it's male-oriented, so it would be nice for some more females to be interested and to get into the career because I think we offer a lot of insight and maybe some different, um, some different thoughts and opinions than, than our counterparts. But um, I've mentored a lot of students from the colleges in our area, so I do also teach at our local college at Loyalist. Um, I teach biosciences, and so I have a lot of female students um, that I've exposed to the industry as well and I've helped them actually come into our facility and do essentially like an internship with me in the lab just to finish their degree and give them a little bit of exposure into the space and help them out. Um, also, our female lab techs were hired, you know, after I became supervisor. I hired one of my students actually full-time and then hired um, another female lab staff from, she actually lives like a few hours away and was looking to get into the career and um, ended up applying here and we hired her on. And they are both forces of nature now, so they both started here with no experience. Um, they were right out of school, and so I was really, you know, focused on trying to help them grow and develop their confidence and abilities uh, within the quality and food safety field. Um, so just for an example, the first, our first female tech that we hired, she was pretty nervous around other staff. I didn't really have the confidence to speak up about um, some things that she knew or non-compliances or things that she saw. Um, just because, you know, she wasn't very experienced and didn't really feel like she had the right to say something. Um, so when I was able to become supervisor and kind of mentor her, I really wanted to focus on ensuring that she had all the tools necessary to build that confidence because she knew what she was doing, but she just wasn't really given ever the freedom or the space to grow that. So I really tried to, you know, give her more responsibilities teach her some different things that she didn't know and really drove home that she was a really important member of this team and what she had to say matters and that she deserves to be listened to. Um, so she's now a rock star. She always has been, but she really shows it now, has shown like vast improvement. 
communicates like no other and continues to seek out new things to learn and I think is really enjoying her time here now that we've been able to work together. So that makes me feel really good too because I love to see other people in the industry and especially other women um, grow their confidence and be able to, to speak up like that. And, um, you know, I'd love to keep her forever, but my goal really is to build these people up and for her to find opportunities elsewhere as well where she can succeed and kind of become, you know, a CEO or something one day on her own as well. I love that. As someone who mentors as well, like hearing that kind of, I love that kind of, guidance and and help Um, and I think it is so important I can think of the women who have helped me in the same way and it's almost like a pay it forward because you know I was at a session once talking about the ladder effect of like don't try to knock people down like help bring other women up the ladder with you yet the the people who have stuck out to me in my career are the ones who did exactly like what you described here let me give you some tools let me help you let me help you realize you have a voice and we're going to help you use it and go confidently in the direction of your voice and use it. So I love that. I love it. Talk to me more about some of the ways you've helped pave the way for women in the food and beverage industry. I know you've touched on some. Are there any more that maybe um, we haven't touched on? Um, Yeah. So I did touch on it a little bit with, you know, um, my experience in the education field and trying to bring my students into that as well. Um, So, you know, like I said, a lot of the students that I had, especially the female students, you know, would come to me after class or even send me an email um, just asking, you know, what can I do to get in this field? Like, I really want to do this. I'm really interested in this field of work, but I don't even know where to start. Like, can you help me out? So um, I've stayed late, I don't know how many times, countless times after school, made appointments on weekends, went out for coffee to meet with them, and um, anything from, like I said, bringing them in for just an internship so they at least had some experience to put on their resume, to writing reference letters. I've made countless uh, calls for references as well, trying to build them up. Um, I've had meetings with a bunch of different students to work on their resumes and, um, you know, do mock interviews as well to just kind of build their confidence and try to help them get into that industry because I know it is intimidating at times and especially coming out of school or, you know, not knowing really where to start. And like I said, walking in somewhere and if you're the only female, it can be pretty intimidating. So just giving them those tools and that support as well to help push them into that field. I, we might have to talk again about the what you do with your students because I'm so intrigued and yeah. I'm certain more listeners, um, just more people would be interested to learn um, more about that. But I want to wrap up this particular episode with a couple more <laughs> questions. We're going we're gonna to shift to some advice and mentorship. So what pe- what's a piece of advice you were given early on in your career that you still use today? So one piece of advice I was given early on, it might sound kind of funny, but um, I forget who told me this too, but it was very early on and they said, um, remember, remember there's always someone who knows more than you do. And I think that's so important because I find sometimes, you know, I can, I don't know if anyone else can, but you can get stuck on a certain idea or maybe a certain root cause or whatever it may be. You just get laser focused and maybe not see the bigger picture or not want to ask for outside help because you want to, you know, portray, I'm confident I know what I'm doing. But just because you're asking for help doesn't mean that you don't know what you're doing. It means you're being smart because, you know, it's okay to rely on other people's expertise at times to get feedback from others. 
you know, networking with people that may not seem like they would help you at the moment, but in the future they may be exactly the person that you need. So um, I worked for someone once who didn't really share anything with anyone that caused a massive system failure. And after that it was kind of um, clear to me that like, okay, you know, sometimes and more often than not you need to get the opinion of others and you need to ask for help and get some feedback because communication is key, especially in the food and beverage industry. There's a lot of moving parts, so you really need to kind of be everywhere at once and be able to communicate effectively with the team. And the more input you have from others, the clearer that picture becomes and I think the more successful that you'll be in the end because the more people you have along with you, I mean, having a big network is a great thing and like I said, it can always help you down the road. So I think that's really important to just realize that, you know, sometimes it's okay to ask for help. <laughs> now to wrap up, this might be taking a page out of your um, education field book, but you do mentor women, so I'm not going – I'd love to say if you were to, but you do. So if <laughs> when you are mentoring women that are new to the industry, what – let's say, what's two or three pieces of advice you would or do give them? Yeah, so uh, the first one, and I kind of touched on it too, is just um, – letting them know that it's okay to speak up for themselves if they do feel like, you know, they're not being listened to or they're not being respected or whatever it may be. Um, like I said, I found out early on in this career that, you know, there may be some people, especially in the dairy industry as it's pretty old school, <laughs> um, that could potentially feel intimidated or um, I don't know if it's a respect thing, but maybe are just not used to um, having feedback from a female leader or a female in quality food safety or whatever it may be. And so, you know, their disposition towards you might not be great, but um, it's not up to you to concede to someone else because they're intimidated by you or whatever else it may be. Um, you do have to speak up for yourself and it's more than okay to speak up for what you believe in and what you know is right. Um, so that's one thing that I do tell them. And secondly, I would just say, um, you know, just to keep working hard and trusting your instincts. So if you know um, for certain that you're right about something, that you keep getting shut down, um, keep trying, keep bringing your ideas to um, the management team or to any allies that you have within your facility or in the industry um, and whoever it is and share your thoughts and you can bring a ton of insight that, you know, they may not have had before. So, you know, advocate for your career, advocate for your skills, for the knowledge that you bring to the table. Um, make them listen, essentially. If they're not going to listen to you, make them listen. Show them, you know, your worth. And if you know your worth and you're still not getting that from somewhere, there's a million other places that will foster your growth and will help you achieve your goals and achieve your full potential. So if you're really not getting anywhere with um, a certain place, there exist so many opportunities, especially for women in this field now, that um, it's okay to, to leave and go somewhere else if you're feeling that, you know, your growth is being stifled somewhere. And also, if I'm hiring, they can always call me because I love to, <laughs> I would love to help them out. Well, that is awesome. Um, so excited to hear it. That's great advice. And you have given so much information today, so much inspiration, information, and just want to say thank you for being on this special Influential Women in Food episode of the Food for Thought podcast.
For everyone listening to the Food for Thought podcast today, thank you for tuning in. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and just about everywhere you can listen to a podcast. Be sure to tune in next time as we talk more about the stories behind the headlines of the food and beverage industry. Take care. Have a great day.